day two of each test match throughout the summer. Our pre-match for Spitwater Tools Not Toys, hardworking since 1982, has the Chief Executive of Cricket Australia, Nick Hockley, with us. Nick, welcome. Jared, thank you for having me. Uh, are we celebrating Australia Day here at the cricket? We're celebrating a wonderful day um, at the cricket. Um, it's, we're, we're, um, it's obviously Austra Australia Day and uh, it wouldn't be anywhere else. It's just a brilliant place to be. What, what have you put in place in the coming minutes? We'll probably sit through it together. Uh, so uh, what we've done is a welcome to the entire crowd on Australia Day uh, and then an acknowledgement that the day means different things to, to, to different people and that ultimately we're all so fortunate to live just in the most incredible, incredible country um, and uh, we want everyone to be just really respectful and, and cricket's a game that brings everyone together. Is it a difficult challenge for, and this is true of the Australian Open as well as cricket, to find the right tone in the stage that we're in as a community with Australia Day? Well, I think, first thing, we've done nothing different than we've done for the last four or five years. Um, and uh, we have received some criticism uh, th this year. We've also received a huge amount of support. So I think it is a really, really fine balance. And uh, we've just tried to be as sensitive and respectful to everyone as we possibly can. So why has it changed? For generations, cricket was one of the absolute centrepieces of Australia Day. For a long time, it was the Adelaide Test, and then it was the biggest one-dayer of the summer. Well, why have you moved away from that? Uh, well, we haven't, we haven't moved away. Uh, you know, we're not boycotting Australia Day. Uh, it's a wonderful day for cricket. And uh, you know, I think the main thing is that we want to be just respectful for, for, for everyone, uh, regardless how they feel. And, and look, we, the match is just um, you know, beautifully poised. Uh, we're expecting an enormous crowd uh, here and just looking forward to a, a fantastic day of, of test cricket. What do you know of the, the protests that had the ground locked down for more than an hour? So I understand that there were... Uh, a number of protesters out, outside the ground and the, the security staff, the police, just did a fantastic job and that's uh, been appropriately, appropriately handled. So uh, gates are open, match is starting on time and I'm um, looking forward to a great day's play. So th there were patrons outside for a long time beyond when the gates were scheduled to open? I think there was a small delay whilst the uh, security staff and the police made sure that uh, everything was safe and secure. and. Um, but I'm pleased to say the, the gates are open, uh, the crowds are filing in, and uh, the players are warming up, and I think the covers are off. So, just the last one on this. Do you share the view of the captain and the former captain that uh, the nature of the day would be better served by a change of date from a sporting perspective? Uh, from a sporting perspective, um, I've... I've my personal views um, are that just feel massively privileged to be in Australia. The, they, save for the birth of my kids and, and my wedding day, uh, becoming an Australian citizen back in 2018 is one of the, the, the proudest days of my life. I feel hugely fortunate uh, to be here. And we just, you know, I think we as an organization have been trying to, over the last uh, period and um, yeah, we're very clear that cricket, the vision is to be a, a sport for all that makes Australians proud. Um, and we just encourage really um, respectful debate. I mean, uh, cricket's got a, uh, a really uh, a proud uh, but also a challenged history uh, as it comes to uh, our, you know, our indigenous community. Uh, the first cricket team to tour overseas was an indigenous team. 
Um, but we, we still haven't had enough or a truly represented number of indigenous representatives. Um, yeah, and we, so we've spoken to them, we've spoken to our, 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 our committee, and it, ultimately it's about just being really respectful to how everyone feels. Your captain has been honoured us with the Sir Garfield Sobers Trophy, the International Cricketer of the Year. Um, what, what does that mean to all of Australian cricket? Oh, look, I think it's incredible recognition. I think it's incredible recognition to the whole system. I think it's recognition, uh, obviously, for Pat as a player and a leader. Um, but it's also um, of an, an incredible year and an incredible uh, group of players that we've got now, both in the women's programme and the men's programme. Uh, so I thought to have 16 Australian players as part of the ICC Teams of the Year, yeah, it just really kind of shows uh, where Australian cricket's at. Um, and uh, we're just extremely fortunate to have uh, just a, an incredibly talented leader. Um, and you know, the results are, are doing the talking. What have you got in Pat Cummins, not just as the on-field figure, the, the leader of the... Uh, the team and beyonds, but also a, a man who's prepared to share his views with Australia in a post that has always been a heightened post. Yeah, so I think um, clearly a very talented individual, as I've said, but I think we've also got someone who knows himself very well, uh, is um, very confident in his own skin. And I think uh, in terms of leadership, I think can lead from behind and from the front. So it certainly empowers everybody in their team, in the team and, and across the rest of the group so that everyone's super clear in their role and that's just great practice for whatever team uh, you're part of. Um, but then at key moments, as we've seen this summer, uh, can make things happen, grabs the ball, uh, effort balls. Um, you know, I think that the tactics uh, of the team uh, in really kind of key moments of play, um, the ability to take wickets and devise a plan, execute on that plan. Um, so it's great, been great over this period to see him state of vision for the, for the team, but then really, really grow into the role. We are about to conclude the test summer in the coming days. Is, how have we got through, um, given that is, it's not the, the summer where India is here, it's not the summer where the Ashes are staged? I think it's been a brilliant summer. I think uh, there's been some really compelling cricket. I think there have been some incredible, some great stories. I think we've played obviously against two touring teams that are not as experienced as Australia. I think you're, let, let's remember, I mean, what you're seeing is an Australian team um, absolutely in its, its prime. Aside from uh, one retirement, we've had a completely settled side throughout. Um, and then I think what's been most encouraging is, you know, we've seen great crowds, but what I've loved the most is seeing so many kids enjoying test cricket. I remember you know, day three at, uh, at the SCG. Um, I think you know, the same looking around yesterday, great vibe here for the day and night. And so I think what you're seeing is, uh, you know, with T20 cricket, with a big bash, is that um, cricket is, uh, just people love, love cricket and, and um, with, we, the next generation is, is really, really coming through and it's wonderful to see kids at test cricket. I think we're going to join here. Cricket fans, welcome to the Gabba, this Australia Day public holiday. We are all fortunate to live in Australia. We have a lot to be thankful for and so much to celebrate. Cricket Australia acknowledges the Yuggera and Turrbal people as the traditional owners and custodians of this land and pays respect to elders past and present.
in keeping with our commitment to reconciliation, we encourage all Australians to take a moment today to recognise that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples have been here for 60,000 years. And today, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures remain the oldest continuing cultures on the planet. We encourage all Australians to respect that communities across our richly diverse nation hold different views about what Australia Day and 26 January means to them. We acknowledge that today will evoke different emotions amongst our communities, particularly Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. And for some, the day is regarded as a day of mourning. We acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples' ongoing quest to close the gaps in life outcomes and value the ongoing contributions of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, histories and cultures to our great nation. Cricket is a sport for all, and we welcome all fans and participants, regardless of their identity, background, beliefs or choices. We provide a safe space for the whole community to connect and feel respected, and we thank you for playing your role. Enjoy the cricket. you were hoping for Nick I think it's very respectful and um, a lot of gratitude and uh, really the fact that cricket is a um, and sport more broadly really brings people together fosters greater cultural understanding um, and uh, just invite everyone to have a fantastic day that's resounding applause from um, from the Gabba members over to our right as well and the Frank Worrell Trophy and, and its place, so these are challenging times for Test Cricket and for every nation is in a different place. Is, is there merit in that idea of the multi-format competition for the trophy uh, to mirror what happens in the women's competition where the white ball cricket would play a significant role? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the amazing things about the year that's been and also the squad that we've got. We've got a significant number of white ball players. We've got an incredible opportunity ahead of us with the T20 World Cup in the US and the West Indies. Uh, we'll, uh, if, if we do well and prevail in that tournament, then the Australian women's and men's team will hold every single ICC trophy at the same time, which is, which is absolutely unprecedented. So, you know, I think uh, recognition of uh, all three formats, all three formats have a role. I think uh, yeah, it, it's, it's appropriate recognition. Would it, so would it help... Um, so the West Indies are going to be a challenge on the test front. That's quite clear. Would it help to roll it all together? So that we, what if we have three and three? So we, would, we had two test matches, three one-dayers and three T20s. Would that help re-establish the, the revered level that the trophy once held? Uh, no, I think test cricket's the pinnacle. And, uh, yeah, that's what everyone's playing for. So... Um, I don't see any reason, reason to change it. The pink ball, so Australia plays vastly more pink ball test cricket than anybody else's. Our country was the forerunner for it. So we're up to 12 here. Is it an essential part of every, every Australian summer? I think so. I think it provides something different. It's a challenge for the players. Uh, the vibe last night, uh, you know, when you saw the colour of the sky, when the sun's going down, um, to adapt to different, different conditions, I think it's... Uh, I think it's a great innovation, and I think we saw it in the, the TV numbers as well. So we outrated the tennis, a million people watched sessions two and three. 
uh, last night. So, you know, I think the um, it's what the fans are, fans fans want to see. And uh, as as you said, we've got two phenomenal summers coming up. So pink ball matches uh, certainly against uh, India and uh, in the Ashes. So I think it's a I think it's a, a great initiative. I mean, we 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 fondly remember and we miss Keith Bradshaw, who was so instrumental uh, in developing that. So it's an Australian innovation. And uh, yeah, I think um, it's great to see everyone embracing it. Could you imagine a summer where there were two pink ball tests to go with three red ball tests, or do you think four and one is the right split? I, look, I think four and one is is the right split. Uh, you know, the, the, the schedules for the next two years, um, you know, couldn't could not be better. And uh, you know, with the Perth time zone, we've effectively got two time shifted tests into the East Coast, and then. Yeah, we are one of the only countries that really successfully concurrently runs the Big Bash uh, or the T20 comp alongside international cricket. Um, and next year there'll be three test matches ahead of, ahead of Christmas and then the New Year's test will be the last test and then uh, we're into um, yeah, the last two to three weeks of, of the BBL with, with great player availability. So um, yeah, I think we've got the schedule uh, the schedule's been, been optimised um, as, as best we can. And uh, let's not forget that then um, towards the end of the Big Bash, we've also got the, the Women's Ashes series coming up. Is Adelaide the natural home of the pink ball test, notwithstanding that we're not there this year? Look, I think it's proven, um, but I think it's also proven that the pink ball test can move around. So that's something that we're working on right now. And what, what is the state of the Gabba? What level of uncertainty exists around this now with the state government having a a 60-day hiatus on what the plan is? Yeah, so um, I mean, I think it's very well documented that they're doing a review, and we're all eagerly uh, waiting to understand what, what that review means. But look, I think uh, lots of thought is going into it. Um, uh, regardless of the decisions, um, I really just hope that, that um, it's a, a wonderful solution for the games, but also a wonderful solution uh, for uh, in legacy and um, you know and uh, particularly for, for cricket, but um, we're we're also super excited that uh, cricket is now uh, part of the Olympic family uh, in on the LA 28 program. We we really hope and expect to be here in Brisbane in, in 2032. So it does start to get you thinking about um, those possibilities and what that will look and feel like. The Brisbane Heat are presenting their BBL trophy to their crowd here at the ground. Um, what, what place do you think the BBL final has established in its after 13 seasons as a major event? Yeah, so I was there on Wednesday night uh, at the SCG. Uh, we couldn't have fit any more people in. 43,000, the highest ever crowd uh, for a BBL game at, at, the, at the SCG. Phenomenal at atmosphere. And the Brisbane Heat did a great job to make the home, home crowd quiet. So uh, I think what we've seen this season, we've had a million people through the gates of the Big Bash and it's really vindicated the decision to uh, tighten up a bit. We moved from 56 regular season games to 40. We're playing it exclusively, uh, really, as much as possible within the, uh, the summer holiday period. And uh, it's just been brilliant to see, um, just see so many uh, people come, come through the gates and, and watching on TV. And, you know, I think very well-deserved uh, winners in, in the, the Brisbane, Brisbane Heat, some, some incredible standout performances through the tournament. Is it about to tighten again in, in the number of days that were played rather than games? Uh, not, not fundamentally. I think the, the main thing is that this year we've played test 
cricket throughout the entire entirety of the Big Bash. Uh, whereas next year, as I said, the last test will be the New Year's test. So um, I think we will start the Big Bash on uh, probably on the first first night of the of the third test of the summer, um, which will mean that it'll be exclusively and uh, really tight five weeks, a five week, five and a half week tournament within the school holidays. Nick, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by day two of every test match throughout the summer. Brilliant. Thanks for having me.